These things command and teach. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, exhortation, to doctrine, and do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy and by laying on hands and, and of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evidence to all. And take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them for in doing This you will save both yourself and those near to you. So let's stop there. As the Apostle Paul gives us just a brief, a real, real, brief breakdown. What our conduct should be as Christian. And for us especially that he addresses the young people. You, you no longer are youth, but you guys are young men and young ladies. They're, right now, you're young men and young ladies because God is doing this work in this time of your life. That he wants to raise you guys up to be an example to not only the people within the church, but to the people around miami Day. To people all over this planet. Wherever you go, you will be an example of Christ-like to anybody that comes in contact with you. So, this is the command and this is the teaching that Paul wants to bring to us. A lot of people, they say, oh, because you are young, there is no wisdom in you. And you're a novice. You're... You know, you don't have enough plan, time in this planet to, to know how to conduct yourself. And that's not true. As a young person, the Lord has gifted you, has enabled you, has prepared you, and is going to put you guys to do the service of the work of the church. So your conduct, when it comes... To be a Christian, the conduct is something that is critical for all of us. You know, as we live a godly life and everything that we do, it should be with the mentality that we are Christ-like. And when it comes to relationship, not only of somebody that is going to be your mate, but relationship even with your parents, with friends, with uh, people at work, different relationship that all of us have. We should leave the fragrance of Jesus Christ everywhere we go and everybody that we touch to. So it's critical for us when it comes to relationship that we are Christ-like in all these different kinds of things. And Paul says... Let no one despise your youth, but 
Be an example. Okay, your age, it doesn't matter. It's your conduct, the one that is important. Whatever your age is, it's not what is going to mark whether you are a Christian or, or not. What is going to mark if you are mature in the things of God is the way you behave and the way you do things. And then it says, be an example to believers in word. So the conduct that we have to have is a conduct that we receive from the word. How do we act? Do we act Christ-like based on the word of God? That we have taken in the manna that comes from the word and says, I'm going to live as a Christian. I'm going to be I'm going to live my life that is worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because every time you go out there and you say that you are a Christian and you don't act accordingly, what you're doing is blaspheming the name of Jesus Christ. Because as people look to you, they're going to mock the Lord Jesus Christ because of your conduct. Now, if our conduct and our behavior... Is worthy of the Lord. Not only God the Father is going to be well pleased with us. But Jesus himself is going to raise us up to be his church. To be his body. To tell the world, hey, I'm alive in this people. This people act differently because Jesus in Christ is the center of their lives. And that's why their conduct is not like everybody else. But what happens? A lot of times we say that we're Christians, but we don't act like Christians. Our conduct is not worthy of the Lord. So then what happens? They blaspheme the name of the Lord because of our conduct. So are we being examples, not only to believers, but to worldly people that we have Christ in us? And in, in, in not only in word, but our conduct, we have to lo- have this element. This element that is cri- critical when it comes to our conduct. We have to have the fragrance of Jesus Christ when it comes to love. If you are a person that you come and you say, I'm not a people person. I get along with people, but I don't like people. Then you better examine yourself because that's not the, you know, the element of love that was manifested through Jesus Christ. The key thing for us is not our works, but it's how much love is in our hearts and is being poured out to other people. Do you have a love for the weak? Do you have a love for the helpless? Do you have a, a, a love for the people that are different than you? Then you're acting Christ-like. So we have to be people that there is love. Now a lot of people, they, we use this word love very loosely. Because you say, I love a salad. The same way that you love a person, it cannot be. You might enjoy a salad, 
but you don't love a salad the same way that you love a person. So we have to have this agape love, this unconditional love, that is a love without condition, that that's why every time we do a merit ceremony, we stand there and we go over 1 Corinthians 13. What is love? If you don't know what this agape love is, then go to 1 Corinthians. I don't have time because I don't want to take a lot of time in this. But this, this unconditional love. So when it comes to relationship, this should be the first thing that should be manifested in us in a relationship. Because in our relationship, it's not all these negative things that this person has. That we tend to point out and look at. But love conquers a multitude of sins. It's not about how imperfect this person is. It's how much love is flowing from your heart into this person. And that's why you have to die to self. In order any kind of relationship to work, you need to die to self. To make the relationship work. And how good is the relationship? Is how much death it has taken in your life. And how much love you have poured out to this person. Let your conduct in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. When it comes... Two relationships, do you get into the spiritual realm to, to, uh, to ask of God, to pray, to intercede? Not all things are carnal. Oh, no, she has the total package outside. She looks fine. Those are not things of the spirit. That's things of the flesh. So when it comes to the spirit, do you look into the spirit of the person. This person is madly in love with Jesus. That should be the first mark of somebody that you're attracted to. Do that person love the Lord Jesus Christ more than you do? That should be the first standard. Not how fine she looks or how built he's coming. He looks like a tractor trailer. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't get it. But he's dead in the spirit. So he's going to treat you like garbage. So what are you looking for? Is this a person of faith? This is a person that is willing to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ when life doesn't make sense. This is a person that is willing to persevere and be a fighter. Is this person has stand pure before, before the Lord. Of this person has defiled themselves. And God is a God of restoration. And God is a God of new beginnings. But there has to be repentance. There has to be a turnaround. You guys heard it here for those that you came last week. Me and my wife, we were transparent about our relationship as it was Failure, but God, but God uh, ministered to my heart, and I repented, 
And my life was never the same. And my life has not been the same. And I have never gone back to the vomit. So is there true repentance? God is a God of new beginnings. And God is a God of... And for all of us, we struggle when it comes to purity. And we have to be true to ourselves. Have you lost that in your mind over somebody? Have you gone... To a place and you've seen somebody and now that person is inside your head. You know, when you go to bed and you're thinking about this person, not in a wholesome way, but in a sexual way. If you say no, then you're a liar. Because Jesus Christ himself said, if you look at somebody in a lustful way, you have already committed adultery. Because he knows not only the things that the desires that is in our hearts was in our head. So who's the one? But we have to strive and we have to work to stay pure. So what are you watching? When it comes to a maid, what are they going to take you to see? What are they going to, what kind of music are they listening to? So all those things are things that are alarmed for you to look in a, somebody of the opposite sex to see if it's worthy to marry that person when it comes to relationships. Till I come, give attention to the reading and exhortation and doctrine. One of the key things to mark a godly person, that person has to be on the word every day. If that person that you're looking to be a mate doesn't read the word, that person does not commune with God in the word, you better check it out. Because if at this point they're not giving attention or reading the word, what's going to happen after you're married for five years? So for you ladies, you're looking for a spiritual leader. You're looking for a man to guide you into the things of God. That guy has to be in the Word every day. That guy has to be a guy of prayer. Because that's the spiritual uh, being that you're looking to spend the rest of your time with. If they're not doing it now, they're not going to do it then. So, ladies. Now you know what to expect of a godly man. Now, guys, if this lady is supposed to submit to you, and she's not submitting herself to God, and she's not communing with God, what makes you think that she is going to submit to you as a wife? When she is not getting, you know, the word from the Lord into her life, as she's not growing in the Lord, it's going to be a problem. So when it comes to reading the word, when it comes to uh, just exhortation, building each other up. As Christians, one of the critical things is we are in this battle together and we have to build each other up in this faith for us to overcome, for us to finish this race and finish it well. So we have to be Christian cheerleaders with one another. We have to build each other. And when it comes to relationships, if my wife is having a bad day, I have to 
bring her up, and I have to exhort her. I have to just be a person that is willing to say, hey, honey, don't worry. We're going to get through this. And that's a key thing when it comes to relationship. Is this person treating you? You know, when you're having a difficult day, does he care? Does he really spend time to just build you up in the faith? It's a key thing. And in doctrine, there's a lot of weird doctrines there. So if somebody comes to you and you're now you're in the stage of courting, that's why it's cool to court, not to check out to see, you know, if you dig each other. Oh, I'm courting. No, I'm checking her out, you know. <laughs> Come on. What you should be doing is to see what they believe. And what their beliefs are, are they biblical beliefs? Because there's a lot of heresy and a lot of weird doctrines out there. So you better make sure you're, you're equally in one yoke, in one accord when it comes to doctrine. Because not everybody has sound doctrine. And when it comes that there is a dispute, then you should be in the word. Because the, the, the Lord calls us to be Bereans. People, there are just read the word. And now when there is something weird, it's like the Holy Spirit alarm goes on. Ow, 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 ow. And say, wait a minute, wait a minute. So that has to be true in relationships. When it comes to somebody that you're going to marry. And I got so many people that I have counseled. So many people that they have disputes and situations in their marriage. Because husband and wife, the, the doctrines, they're off. And now they're having disputes and they're having arguments. And they're having issues in their marriage. Because they're not in one accord when it comes to doctrine. Do you talk? On the phone, oh, honey, oh, I love that lipstick that you wore and your, perfect, your perfume was overwhelming. Cool, fine. You know, but talk about the real things of life. And this is the things that we ought to be talking. And what do you believe about this? What do you think about that? And have those kind of conversations. And do not... They neglect the gift that it was in you, which was given to you by prophecy and by laying on of hands by the elder. Each one of you guys have gifts and talents. And those gifts and talents are not only to serve in the church, but it's to serve each other in marriage, in a relationship. Because in some area, I'm super weak. I'm super weak when it comes to doing bills and, and that stuff. I know numbers. I know math. But to do bills, my wife does my bills. You know, finances, I got the finances. But when it comes to the hideous things of doing bills every month, I hate it. So she does that. She comes alongside me to compliment in one area that I hate to do. 
Now I come in there and compliment in areas that she cannot do. Paint, mow the lawn, uh, you know, just trim trees. She doesn't do that. So each one of us has gifts from God, and we complement each other in marriage. So that's why the two became one, and they became one flesh. When it comes with our gifts and talents, then the marriage, it, it works fine when now we're using these gifts and talents to bless each other. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. You're all in when it comes to your conduct and your love for God. You're all in. That your progress may be evidence to all. And this is where I want to stop here. Have you matured yourself in your walk with the Lord? When was the day that you gave your life to Jesus Christ? You're a babe. But if you've been walking with Jesus for two years, three years, four years, are you still acting as an infant? Or your progress or your maturity with the Lord Jesus Christ has increased abundantly. There are some people here that I have looked at them. And in the last two years, they have matured tremendously in their walk with the Lord and their works now are evidence to all because of what God has done inside of them. Now it's being manifested outside that everybody can see it. Have you matured in, in, in your walk with the Lord? Or are you still acting like a babe? Or are you still dabbling in sin? Or are you still having weak areas because now you don't have enough of the word in you to overcome the world. So the evidence, the fruit, is maturity with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's going to be something that is going to be attracted to somebody of, that is a potential mate. Your maturity with the Lord Jesus Christ. When me and Belgis got married, we didn't know the Lord. But when we got married the second time, is, is I didn't have nothing else to do but to grow. And whatever was said before me, I say, I'm on it. I'm in it. Do you have a passion to serve the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you have a desire to please your heavenly Father? When it comes to the way you behave in the things you do. And we only mature in those times. Not when we're around here. But those times that we stand alone and by ourselves. That's when the true maturity takes place. Not here. Because a lot of times we act hypocritical. We act one way here. And then we go out there. And our conduct. It's not worthy of the Lord. But he's watching. And he's taking note. And everybody around you, what, you know, it's, it's going to be evidence. Whether you say a curse word, whether you go and, and let's say, let's go to, uh, uh, to Tony Romas for ribs. And I'm going to have three shots. 
So the evidence is going to be there because these things, when we're not mature, they're going to come out. They're going to be exposed. I don't judge anybody. I don't judge anybody because ultimately all of us are going to stand butt naked before a mighty God. And we're going to have to render an account to him. So what we did with our lives and I have to worry about me. I can't worry about anybody else. So, you know, your conduct and your behavior, you should be examining yourself. Are you growing? Are you maturing in the ways of the Lord? And it says, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress might be evident. Take heed to yourself, to doctrine, and continue in them. For the doctrine, for doing this, you will save both yourself and those near, near us. Not only am I going to save myself, but because of my conduct. Others will be safe. Today I went and I got a brand new phone. Not 13, but 12. 13 was too new for me. So I told him, you got a 5, a 6? You know, I said, no, they don't make those anymore. I had a 5. It lasted me 15 years. So this is like a new thing. So they, I didn't go buy a phone. I was there with the girl there. And what I did is I told her. About God. I told her, are you going to church? So I used that opportunity to get a stupid device to bring the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. And I invited her to come here. I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ. So what are you up to? In this stage of your life, what are you up to?